Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. Sunderland have won yet again, and we've got again a preview against the mighty, mighty Rochdale. I'm Rory Fallow, and I'm joined as always by Matthew Keelan. Good evening. How are we? I mean, another Sunderland win, Matthew. I couldn't, I couldn't be better no. after a scrappy one nil win against another bunch of League One mugs. That Swindon lot who are little slugs. Well, you know, as you can tell, I'm absolutely elated with the situation. <laughs> um, really enjoyed the game yesterday or Wednesday no what day is it what day was the game Tuesday it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday today but most people are probably listening on Thursday so yeah let's just say <laughs> I don't know what day it is anymore I'm not excited <laughs> <laughs> Matthew's lost all track of time what wins over Swindon Town do to you well when you're five games unbeaten you can be forgiven for getting a little bit carried away and joining us <laughs> to get carried away as well as I always say dialing in from Austria is Tom Walsh good evening Rory Tom, the big question on everyone's lips. We've, been many, we've got many tweets about this. Oh, no. Have you been to the zoo at night? Yes. I've not been to the zoo at night yet. What? It's, been, <laughs> it's still the negotiations are ongoing about the zoo at night because it's twenty six euros and they only do in parties of ten. Okay. So I think they might. There's a waiting list for for getting in there, and it's. I've just not been yet. I am. I am sorry to all the many listeners who have been kept, had many sleepless nights wondering if I'd seen like an elephant, but in darkness. <laughs> um, but yeah, the wait goes on, as, oh, as we say. Unfortunately. But you've got pubs mm. opening soon in Austria, haven't you? Didn't you say that? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's slated for March 27th. And so. is that full opening as well, or is it similar to here where we're going to have beer gardens opening? Or From what I can tell, yeah, it's that. Um, but... It's been very nice here recently. So everyone's been out down by the uh, Donal Canal, which is the Danube Canal, sitting oh. out having lovely beers in this quite unseasonably warm Smart. weather we've been having. So yeah, it feels like everyone's a bit more positive and the end might be in sight. So oh, yeah, it's oh, all how good. lovely. I mean, I'm, I'm presuming they're all being really positive as well because you've influenced them in uh, Sunderland's promotion push, getting everyone of there course. behind the lads. I'm sure they were all tuned in to the SFC live coverage yesterday as Charlie Wyke's header saw off that little Swindon lot. Um, a game where really, lads, it's, it's a bit of a difficult one to talk about in, in the fact that it was just a, a tough win, but a hard-fought win. And that in itself is something we're pleased about, isn't it? You know, we said that um, the win in last week's round of midweek games was that sort of perhaps the cliched heart fought win when we beat Fleetwood. But this 
felt like that even more so, didn't it? A team that came to park the bus, quite happy with the nil-nil draw, which, you know, is not a, a dig, but I think it's just, you know, it's what happened. But we found a way through and sometimes you've got to win ugly in the promotion race, don't you? Uh, yeah, very, very important win, I felt. Um, especially after, if you don't, if you get that point at Crew and then you don't beat Swindon, then you might as well have lost at Crew. Um and yeah, not a very yeah. exciting game. I think Swindon only came to just ping free kicks from 30 yards, which, you know, it nearly worked right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was a glorious strike, that should have gone in. It would have been uh, quite not easy on the it eye. It was a lovely shame for them, really. I know, I mean, <laughs> I, f- I did feel for them, like, cannon off the crossbar, because as soon as Burge was back, Pedal thought, ah, this is in. This is going to look great. Um, but yeah, very important to get the win, and especially <laughs> when teams... <laughs> Teams around us lost, and it's I don't know. You can feel you you can feel that run building now, and smash another little muggy little club like Rochdale on the uh, on the weekend, and it's like full steam ahead, isn't it? It is, yeah. We're getting that momentum, aren't we, Matt? Which we spoke about quite a bit, and you know, in the last five games, we've taken thirteen points. Like I've said quite a few times, just keep keep in touch, so you're there for the running and. You know, feels like again we've said this quite a lot, but are we we're peaking at the right time, perhaps? And you know, this is we're a bit of a juggernaut at the moment. Yeah, um, it's nice for us to be that team that seems to be doing that. Um, quite often, we're the ones um, like the first season here where we're looking down at at the Charlton's and thinking when we're going into the playoffs, where we don't want to be playing them. And you know, the the run we're on, there's no reason we can't now. Yes, I am going to say this. Look at the automatic promotion places. Oh, he's getting uh, on the change your tune. <laughs> Lovely. Boss, boss, boss. If we do end up in the playoffs, like we are, we could be the team that no one wants to play, mm-hmm. um, rather than the team that stuttered and spluttered its way into the into the top six. Like, well, like we were basically the last time. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see us take advantage of results going our way for a change isn't it like even and even Saturday was like that with the last minute equaliser cost results were going for us and if we didn't get the win whilst it would have been oh well at least we've not lost any major ground you'd have been frustrated we didn't at least get something but those last two results were like you know when you see other teams dropping off it gives you more confidence doesn't it like you look at the form at the minute we've been mentioning Peterborough how they're a bit of a sort of a runaway train but it's the same over the last um, five games for them. They've drawn one and won four, and it's the same for us. And, you know, it's been so patchy this season. And you've, you've got to give credit to the players as well, haven't you? And, and the manager's done quite a lot as well. Like, let's not be too revisionist. We were absolutely fuming after that defeat against Shrewsbury, and rightly so. And rightly but, so. Yeah, absolutely, Matthew, absolutely. But since then, the manager's done a good job, especially since the squad, injury-wise, has been massively depleted and we're still getting results. And you think, you know, if a centre-half becomes fit again and, you know, maybe another midfielder or, or something like that, we can go back to the sort of play that we saw against Doncaster where we were quite a bit more swashbuckling and played a little bit more on the front foot. So... If we're doing this now with a depleted squad, we're still grinding out the results. It gives you, again, that little bit more extra confidence, doesn't it? Let's just hope the injuries don't get any worse, which they are threatening to at the moment. 
Yeah, it is. It is quite funny. Like, still cle- keeping clean sheets with just like just midfielders at centre half and all this. <laughs> it's like, the, I mean, it does. It doesn't really speak volumes for this league if that's what is putting us on this. Well, we're having that while also in a very like good run of winning winning games. Uh, going back to the game, I, I did feel at half time. I thought this is going to be, you know, missed opportunity. Like I did, I did thought the same against Fleetwood. Where it was just like this team's come for nothing, or like it's come for a point, and it's it's looking like it's going to grind it out. And they get it, yeah, yeah. And they get, well, in previous years under Parkinson and and Jack Ross, when we had these opportunities to build momentum, we'd always you know one one it or like just miss glorious chances to um, keep pressure on the top. Whereas now, like they're not exciting games, but we are winning them, and you know it's. This is what teams do to get promoted. There's always one that goes on a tear and ends up in the top two. And I mean, I've not really been confident all season just because of we've we have been patchy and we lost the old stupid game. Whereas now, I think I don't know. Like maybe maybe this could be the year. Um, especially so, like even on our bad days at Crew, where we should have been three four down at half time, mm-hmm. we're not losing. And yeah. then you go from that bad performance and you put in a better performance against Swindon. Yeah. And it's win. those little things, isn't it? Like, because yeah. as great as turning over Doncaster 4-1 was, or even like winning 3-0 away at Burton, we've kind of seen that over the previous seasons. Oh, even yeah. under Parkinson, we did. Like, when we had that mini run in sort of January last year, obviously, you look at the early days of when Jack Ross was here, but there was always these sort of games where a team came for a point and got it as recently as this yeah. season, and also under, under Lee Johnson, obviously, as well. Mm. But it's not happening at the minute. And that's, it's odd, isn't it? If you probably weren't a fan of Sunderland, you wouldn't think that we'd possibly be, the more you think about it after the dust settles, maybe a bit more pleased with last night's result than oddly you would be after the Doncaster game. Maybe not in the moment because there was plenty of people, obviously you can only sort of judge the reaction on on social media at the minute because we're not in the ground. And there were plenty of people a bit frustrated with how we played last night. And you can kind of see why, to be fair. But when you look at the context of the fact that we usually don't win these games, we've got, as we mentioned, a back three, which has central midfielders playing in us, only one centre-half there. That is a fantastic result. Like, and I know Swindon are pretty shit, but like... Against these shit sides, we have not we have failed to win, or we and you know we've lost these games. So we're doing what a team who is going for the top two should be doing. Is is the point I'm making? Yeah, that that game was just a freak, a freak game, though, wasn't it? It's just it's a stupid game that happens once every couple months. It's like when we beat like Tranmere five nil under Parkinson, and then like didn't win for three months. It's like these just like freak freak games, whereas. The game last night is your bread and butter. You have to win those games. And it was boring. They should have nicked it, nicked a point at the end, but we didn't, so it's fine. Well, it's it's we've played distinctly average for two games and got four points. Mm. So that's in itself is good to see. I mean, we've played distinctly average in games before. Like there was the period, I, I can't remember the games, but there was a period, I think, in the first season where we had... Or, uh, or it might have been last season where we had like Burton, Gillingham and someone else at home within a week and we got like four points. Yeah, that was in the first season. It was about this stage of the season, actually. Yeah, yeah and it was like, right, well, that was a big, that was the chance. Whereas now we've got, well, we've had 
Swindon or Rochdale as you do home games and there's every chance we're going to get six points from that. And like you look at that and you think, well, what's he on about? It's Swindon and Rochdale at home. But we've fucked this up before. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's um, it's nice to see that we don't say, well, we've done it this year. We've lost at home to Milton Keynes, Plymouth, Wigan. Wigan. <laughs> Pathetically so. Bottom um, of the league, Wigan. But like, and it's nice that we don't seem to be doing that at the minute, isn't it? It is. And along with like some really good individual like performances that we're seeing, like Dion Sanderson, I think he got man of the match on the club Twitter feed again. And, you know, can't really argue with it when you're centre half in a <laughs> makeshift back three playing with the the confidence that he has and he just he breezes through games at centre half, doesn't he? Like yeah. at, at this level where <laughs> you've got like an absolute bruiser like Brett Pittman playing against you. <laughs> like even oh, though yeah, he is Tom's, like Tom's you, friend. <laughs> Tom's oh, good cross personal friend. I was uh I was gonna I was hoping that I was gonna be able to open this pod by apologizing to all Sunderland fans that uh I was the reason why Brett Pittman scored <laughs> through three years of cons- <laughs> consistent uh, Justin Manning, the the epitome, the just a man's just a man. Yes, yes, he what looks a- so funny. <laughs> like he, oh, he, is ba- great. he is barely keeping a physique at the minute, isn't he? As soon as he retires, like <laughs> I dread, he's going to get gout like five years after retiring, isn't he? I was like, please, we signed Danny Graham. Can we not just sign him as well? It's just like, he looks fantastic. <laughs> I don't think he'd be a data sign on Brett Pittman, would he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Brett, maybe. Pittman, Brett Pittman, won, he once won me £250. There you are then. Cashing out there. What was the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cashing out, yeah. It was, uh, it was a weird request to bet where I had him to score twice for Portsmouth and Oxford to miss a penalty. What What a bet. What a <laughs> Just bet. what a bet. Yeah. That is sensational. That's like you've got an addiction kind of bet. <laughs> yeah, it is. Are you all, is everything it. all right, Matt? Oh, okay, just a pound. Put a, put, put a pound on it, which is well, it was two hundred and fifty to one. You know, if you're putting you're putting a tenner on that, like <laughs> yeah, that's when you then you then you then you've got then you've got problems in it. <laughs> Brett Pittman, of course, wouldn't be a data signing because he doesn't believe in using computers for anything. So he just no, does absolutely yeah. not. He, he's got a not your thirty three ten. Yeah, not your thirty three ten man. All over, isn't he? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Just buys phones for like that cost like fifty quid, and yeah. like lo- loses yeah, them. Wait, what do I need? It loses. Well, he's obviously no match for Charlie White, who got on the score sheet again. Nineteen league goals, um, and another. As I tweeted, actually, another Niall Quinn impression that header, like that. We, Sort it against um, his one against Lincoln was quite similar, wasn't it? In the in the semi final, but this was just like you saw the ball go in quite quickly, and then the way just like got that flick on it, like it was just like that in the back of the net, wasn't it? Before you knew it, like he's just he's a different player, Charlie White this season, isn't he? That header is so it's a sign of such a confident player to just absolutely throw himself, throw himself at it, and the timing of the run and everything was just it's. It's what you what you want your big burly striker to be doing, and now Quinn esque, yeah, it's just he's been stunning revelation. <laughs> if you said, oh yeah, by March tw- Charlie Weichel scored like like twenty four goals in all comps, it's like all right, all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, okay, okay, fair, fair play to him. Oh yeah, fair play to him. He's been absolutely brilliant, and you know he's dug us out of a lot of holes this so far this season, and. Uh, 
Long may it continue. Absolutely. And the ball put in as well by Chris Maguire. Another impact off the bench for him. Um, obviously, came off the bench to score the equaliser against Crew. Came off the bench to put the ball in for Max Powers' header against Fleetwood. Is, is he got to be pushing for a start now? Lyndon Gooch's, you know, not ah. been great recently. John Jones. Felt a bit for John Jones last night, to be fair, given the system, but didn't quite work out for him. Um, I know there's a lot of arguments that Maguire is quite good as an impact player, which he's proven. But if you're him, surely you've got to be thinking, like, what have I got to do to get in the start in 11? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure because we've seen it before. Um, and he's just not looked at it from the start of the season for me, anyway. Um, I like him, I think he's great, but I would, I would quite happily see him used as an impact player for the time being, definitely. Um, because I don't know, I just feel we're getting more out of him this way. Yeah, he's got that when he comes on, he's got that hunger to prove a point and maybe keeping him a bit like a cage animal and that type of. Mm-hmm. That type of guys has been working pretty well for the past few weeks. So unless, well, injuries will dictate this, but well, yeah. I mean, at least said Gooch, I read in the paper today that Gooch has had a an issue last night. So if he he he's going to make changes for this Rochdale game, so you might see you might see Maguire start. But personally, if we we don't have to, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him. You saw what we missed with Aidan O'Brien, I think, not starting mm. as well as that sort of link-up man. So even though it might not be as, you know, he's maybe not as flashy as Maguire at times in terms of like, you know, I know he's got like the odd goal and an assist recently, but, you know, Maguire is that like sort of headline grabbing player, isn't he? Whereas O'Brien does that dropping deep, linking things up. We were missing quite a bit of that last night and I know O'Brien didn't have a good game against Crew, but then again, no one really did. And I know Johnson likes to rotate anyway, but I'd be tempted to bring him back in because he does he does all that unselfish work and he is like that sort of cliched player of you kind of see what he brings when he's not in the side, if you know what yeah. I mean. Um, so I, I think... say that. He's less yeah. obvious, isn't he? Mm-hmm. What he offers is, is much less obvious than what Maguire offers. Um, and I think that's why we've probably been critical of him. Obviously, he didn't start well, but I think when when he's had his his good spell and we've thought, oh, maybe he'll come out, and he's come out and you've thought, mm, actually, yeah, he's been quite good, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it did feel in the first half yesterday that there was something something missing, something not connecting the uh, the forward play. And that it showed in the second half that it was actually Aidan O'Brien that, like he said, he goes under the radar, kind of what he does, but when it's not there, it is it is noticeable. And if Jordan Jones didn't really have, well, he didn't really have much of an impact yesterday, apart from the odd, the odd shot. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jones drops out again, if uh, Gooch and McGeady are fit. And then O'Brien takes his place. Bit harsh on Jones, giving he did a good cameo against Crew. Is he but, maybe not similar to Maguire, and that he's maybe better for the moment being used as an impact sub? Yeah, I mean, could be. I mean, if you've got the pair of them on the bench, it's going to put another thought into um, defenders' minds. Like later on in the game, with about twenty minutes to go, they said, "Oh, they can bring these two lads on." He scored two screamers the other day, so it just adds a bit of extra doubt in like not very good defenders' heads. Which is always a good a, thing. Ty- a tired Paul McShane. <laughs> then, oh, <laughs> yeah. the, yesterday was another great part of League One where you think, oh, he's he's there now. 
Yeah, Jonathan Grounds, who was like, I swear he played in the Premier League for Middlesbrough. And I was like, oh, Jonathan Grounds, eh? Oh, that's where mm. he is now. I Good thought I recognised the name, actually. But, yeah. oh, so that makes sense. That I get it confused sense. with, it was Jonathan Grounds and Jonathan Spector. Didn't Jonathan they have Jonathan Spe- Franks as well, Middlesbrough, <laughs> around Franks, the same yeah. time? I don't think I've lots made that Jonathans. up. Lots of Jonathans. Yeah, lots of Jonathans yeah. with pluralised names. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just really funny for some reason. Just, uh, just a nice production line of them in Borough. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of funny things that happened as well, the referee uh, falling over. Lovely to see. Oh, oh, always, always, always got time yeah, for that. Yeah, you'd love to see it. Did, everyone, did anyone, yeah. um, obviously, because there's no fans yeah. in the ground, did anyone do a little a little woo? Wanker, wanker, wanker. Laughing at a man falling over. <laughs> laughing at a referee whose name we don't even know. It's not even like it's a Mike Dean or, you Trevor know, a Plattenberg. Yeah, Trevor Kettle, yeah, well, he always, he's always letting things boil over him. He's a terrible ref. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on, a bit of credit to Lee Burge as well. Made a good save just after we'd gone 1-0 up after uh, Twine threaded through that bo- lovely ball through. Yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. He's on fire. Someone throw a blanket on us. Um, but no, Burge, he's been quite good recently. He's looked more confident. Um, and, you know, he... In a game like that, where you don't have a lot to do, it's the other cliche, isn't it? Like a keeper being sharp in that situation. And I don't know, it's just good to see because there's been a lot of doubts over the goalkeeper spot this season, hasn't there? And Burge has been in and out the side at times. And for good reason, given his form, not necessarily because of what's like on the bench, but. You know, recently he's keeping clean sheets with a makeshift defence in front of him. He's looking <laughs> confident and, you know, can only board well, can't it? Yeah, I think the ignominy of being dropped for Remy Matthews has just really upped his performances. It's like the he scared that, straight program, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, I can't do this again. I can't let my <laughs> levels drop while this clown goes in. And just like, just chucking them in the net. It's like, but yes, he has, like Joe's aside, he has been much improved. <laughs> I don't know, maybe all that, those two penalty saves against Doncaster and also, oh, he didn't save a penalty against Lincoln. Anyway, but something like that gives him confidence and, you know, you can always, like, he's your, the main person you hear screaming, like, during the game. So, I don't know, maybe that's a sign of a confident goalkeeper or maybe that's just what goalkeepers do. I don't know, I'm not really an expert on that. I just know Remy Matthews is garbage, so. <laughs> yeah, he is, very much agree. Um, and also we saw a start for Carl Winchester last night as well, Matthew. Um, you, you, as our Carl Winchester correspondent, you must have been absolutely <laughs> delighted. Love it to see him. Um, <laughs> he was all right, wasn't he? <laughs> he was all right. He's neat, neat and tidy, uh, isn't he? <laughs> he's steady away. That's what, like. That's what you're going to get with Carl. We're lucky to have that. <laughs> We've got to make the most of it while we can. <laughs> yes, we, well, you know, just enjoy well, him. As enjoy him. I really, I really well, hope. Enjoy. I really hope that we get to see him in the flesh next year. That we all imagine how good that's going to be when all. The bars are open. We can go the match again. And then we just watch Carl Winchester playing a Rolls Royce of a performance in a 3-1 defeat to Derby County or something. Did anyone catch his post-match interview last night? Because um, obviously he's got a delightful uh, Northern Irish accent. And he gave it a lovely uh, so it is, which was a uh, very Jim McDonald-esque, which yes. I think everyone can get on board with, can't they? Yes. It's perfect, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Spe- uh, speaking of just every time I hear of Jim McDonald, <laughs> I always think of the, the greatest YouTube video. If you just type in 
Jim McDonald batters Jez Quigley. Oh, and yeah. it's just it's just two minutes of just <laughs> just just great acting, just pure like that's Quigley. Like, yes, yes. You think you're a big man, Quigley? <laughs> oh, it's just like oh, it's. I'm gonna watch that straight after this. It's just yeah. well, we're still Coronation Street. We're going to all let you go and watch that now. So we'll go to a quick break. You can go on YouTube. Jim McDonald batters Jez Quigley. And we'll be back after this. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. think you are a hard man, don't you? You got me what you're good at. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Sunbeam. You're not a hard man. You know what you are? You're a playground bully. You wouldn't have a rumble with anybody unless you had your mates with them. And not the truth, eh? Sticks and stones, Mr. MacDonald. Now your time's up. Get out of my... Make me get out of your flat! Come on! <laughs> well, who's acting hard now? Because I want to see just how good you are. I want to see if you've got the bottle to take me. Have you got the bottle? Do you want to know something? I think you're a big girl, Jez. I think you're a big girl's blood. Come on, then. All right, come on, then, Well, Jez. keep on talking, then. Come, come on. on. I think you're a coward. You've got a streak. That wife. Look at you. Get up. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we look ahead to this weekend's game against Rochdale, we would like to remind you to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk, use the discount code WMS10 to get 10% off the basket. Um, Tom, have you been rocking any From the Terraces gear over in Austria? I think I've asked you this before, but have you influenced anyone to be wearing the, the FTT garms yet? Uh, I mean, I would, but uh, I need to speak to Gareth because my... Uh... The jumper that I bought from front of the terraces is still at his house. Oh, what? So, <laughs> so why did you get need... delivered there? Why did you get delivered there, Tom? Uh... <laughs> the clerical error. Clerical uh, error. Yeah, yeah. The money. <laughs> that the... would be an ecumenical matter. <laughs> the jumper was simply resting in my account. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was resting in Gareth Barker's dining room, by the sound. Yeah, he's it. probably like he's probably binned it or something. I don't know. We should probably... <laughs> bin it. <laughs> I don't know, but. There's like loads of there's loads of like initiatives to give like clothes to homeless people. No, no, it's gone. No, 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 no. Well, Gareth Barker, if you're listening, can I have that jumper, please? <laughs> <laughs> give us me jumper. Um, well, we, me and Matt, can attest to the to the jumpers. We're both owners of from the terraces jumpers. So go and get Proud yourself owners. one. 
Yeah, proud owners. I, I, I was wearing mine just yesterday, actually, in fact. So oh, there same. You go. Which, hey, which oh, which, which uh, the grey one? Oh, same. Oh, <laughs> shit, we didn't put my nose in That would have been lovely. Oh, I'm, I'm excited now for no reason. Oh. And you can be excited too if you own a From the Terraces jumper and you can even get 10% off using this discount code WMS10. So looking ahead, <coughs> lads, to Rochdale. Um, do you want to you come into Rory's stats corner? I've got some stats for you all here. Chris Weatherspoon. Oh, this would be fun. Yeah, Chris oh, Witherspoon's listening to this, and he's at half mast because I've got stats. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rochdale, um, this is well to welcome you, to ease you into stats corner. They are obviously absolutely terrible. Twenty third in the league, they have not won in their last seven games and lost five of those. However, they've scored forty one goals this season, which is the most in the bottom nine, and actually only six less goals than us and we have played a game more than uh, Rochdale played a game more than us sorry so that does skew a little bit but they've conceded 59 which is the second Ooh, which is it? the Ooh. second highest in the league um, it's only Wigan who are bottom who've conceded more than them whereas we've only conceded 26 which is the joint least in the league but given they're quite high scorers yes they are terrible but with our makeshift defence if they've you know if they've got a goal in them that's got to be a. That's potentially going to be a bit of a cause for concern. They're going to fancy themselves to at least get on the score sheet, aren't they? Well, they got two against us earlier in the season, didn't they? Exactly. Um, yeah. Have and, have no recollection of that game. I do. I don't remember watching it. I probably didn't. It was a um, midweek midweek game. I think it was uh, Dion well, Sanderson's debut, maybe. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I think did White score twice? Did he? Uh, White and Bailey Wright, I think, got the other one. Ah, oh, well, Bama. well, he's dead now. So yeah, <laughs> he won't be playing. Um, which is a shame, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is a shame. But um, yeah, I remember there will be fellow anyone that's playing us at the minute. It'll, it'll see the defense and think, oh, they're in good form and whatever. They looks we look in really good nick going forward. But there's always likely to be an error in the defense with. With a, with a, well, it's not even makeshift, is it? It's like <laughs> I don't know what no, it is. It's, it's like... just it's just who who is tall and is good <laughs> yeah. at headers. Like that is essentially it. It's like picking the school team. You can play at the back because you're big. <laughs> yeah, Matthew. Like... Um... Oh, well, <laughs> sure, you're a great defender, Matthew. Did you not have any uh, career highlights playing at the back? Uh, I scored an own goal tonight. Uh, to uh, Knock us out of the cup semi final. <laughs> and did you consider that a highlight? Well, yeah, it was funny, wasn't it? Like, yeah. stood there Dad smiling as it gone in. Dad, like, uh, the highlight was probably the furthest we ever got in the cup as well. We were 2 we were 2 0 down, we pulled it back to 2 2, <laughs> and I sliced the clearance from a corner oh, over the goalkeeper. <laughs> so it wasn't even like you were sliding in, or like, block across, and it was one of those, like, you uh, know, that de- defenders just, you know, will get the odd on goal throughout their career. It was, it was, yeah, well, it was quite funny because, like, I was captain as well, and we, um, we, <laughs> I remember my dad being in the car, like, <laughs> well, you know, at least you got there. I was like, yeah, but I sliced it over the goalkeeper's head. I was like, you know, <laughs> all right. <yeah." laughs> oh, that is poor. Semi final as well. Like, was would the final have been of, um, Final like... was at New, New Friends Park, I think. Oh, right. Okay. Or, oh. or Chesley Street's ground, one of the two. But I did, oh. We did play one of the games at Chesley. We were terrible. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> well, yeah, to be fair, Matthew, I was going to ask questions about you were captain. Like, what does that say about the rest? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, that own goal is not exactly leading by example, is it? Uh, Tom, any, any highlights? Jamie Carragher's got loads of own goals. 
He did actually. Uh, that is true. I have. I used to play for uh, the wonderfully named Ramsbottom FC. Oh, lovely! Uh, until the age of, <laughs> I I played as like a striker, even though you know I'm about five foot fuck all. So like, <laughs> and I scored, I scored one goal in a game against Road. A glorious game against Rhodes Villa in some dodgy place in Middleton, and then there was a big fight afterwards. Oh, great! Um, yeah, I mean, I've not scored many of them. I have scored an own goal, but it was like I scored a know, few, like like, ju- <laughs> like junior football. So when I played for like Radcliffe Juniors, not to be mm. confused with actual football team Radcliffe Borough. Um, <laughs> yeah, because a lot, a lot, a lot of people were. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you that played one for me. Radcliffe <laughs> no way. <laughs> Alongside Craig Dawson. <laughs> oh, what? Well, you didn't say that, to be fair. No, no. I'm, uh, I'm uh, the, the best part about that was when the uh, the end of the season, the, the manager said, oh, yeah, there's no money for next year, so there'll be no team. <laughs> it's <laughs> like Stuart Donald. It's like when homeless wipes the breeze blocks, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> there'll be no hospitals. There'll be no hospitals. Oh, Unfortunately, okay. I bet on the other team, so there'll be no pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was very wise to bet on the other team when the other team was playing us. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah like it, it sounds like it. This is our lineup like for the couldn't even win the coin toss. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear me! What? It's gonna cry. Enjoyed that though. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. Let's Matt, let Matt compose himself. Um, <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> all right. Okay, that was quick. Um, is this one quite a good test for for Lee Johnson? We spoke about um, not playing against Matt's team, playing against Rochdale. <laughs> I was going to say, what are we talking about again? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Suddenly, against Rhodes Villa. <laughs> well, would, I don't know. Would Soon. that be a good test? Um, but yeah, like we spoke about how we kind of, well, we touched on earlier, we struggle against uh, the shit sides like throughout this season under both Parkinson and Johnson, whereas recently we seem to have been a bit better there. So it's another good test, isn't it? We're playing against society. We should absolutely be turning over, even if we have got a uh, makeshift defence. We've got the attacking quality, especially when you look at the way they just chip goals. So yes, we might concede a goal, but you'd back us to score three or four, wouldn't you? And it's about keeping that composure, keeping that momentum going. So it's another it's another hurdle, isn't it? Like if we can overcome this, you're ticking off those boxes of oh, we're not being kind of like what Mickey said on last week's pod, like, is it going to be the typical Sunderland thing? But if we can just like tick off or cross off another thing, say, nah, that's not a problem now. No, 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 that's not a problem anymore. We're overcoming that. This is the new dawn. This is the new Sunderland. So in that regard, I don't know, a bit of an interesting challenge for Lee Johnson on Saturday. Yeah, we should just absolutely batter them. I mean, why not? You get an early goal against a team that's just mm-hmm. shipping goal for fun, then that's it. Let Charlie White loose and then yes. just have... McGeady just stood about 40 yards from goal, just crossing and then nodding. And then we just do that for 40 minutes. And then, you know, we win 10 nil or something. 10 nil. Wow. Could we, shouldn't, do that, we, like... shouldn't, we shouldn't be giving these, t- these, as we say, these muggy little teams any kind of breathing space. No. And they should be just swatted aside like the pathetic worms that they are. Um, yeah. And then on to Portsmouth. <laughs> well, well, another pathetic yeah. little worm of a team. I but think. Um, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. No, no. I just, I, I agree. I, like an early goal against a team like this is just the key. Like if we'd have got an early goal last night, it, the their whole game plan's gone. Yeah. Like everything they come for, everything they stand for, 
<laughs> Although Swindon, why did they play like they did for the last fifteen minutes? Because they were gonna, they were definitely gonna score if they played like that for about half an hour. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Like they, um, they sort of came alive. But like an early goal, though, like and then they've probably got fifteen minutes of that. If you get an early goal, they ain't got eighty-five. Yeah. So you no. got. It's key. It's like it's. It was key against Doncaster, and Doncaster was supposedly quite good, even though they're shit. Like <laughs> it, it, it is like it. It just makes a massive difference. The, the whole day is out the window. Um, be ideally we can get the game won early because Portsmouth is a massive game. Yeah, yeah. Because if you if you win this, not to go too like look too far ahead, and like it's, it's not a sure thing. Like just mentioned the typical Sunderland crack, but if you win this, you think. Right, away at Portsmouth. Yes, I know we've got ground to make up and, and you and you do go there looking for a win, but obviously depending on the context of it, but a draw at Fratton Park probably isn't a terrible result. Like yeah. if, if we do get the three you'd points. Say that. You, yeah, you'd you would. Especially when Wait. you'd look at it in the context of out of those games, it would be if we do get the win on Saturday and then draw Portsmouth, that's seventeen points over seven games if I worked that out right I think I have um, and that and you would have you would have you know if you're offered that you'd have snapped the hand off wouldn't you yeah the last yeah. thing you want we want to be doing is going to Portsmouth off the back of a bad result against yeah. Rochdale it's like you want to just keep the the train rolling so to speak because we've got a really bad record at Portsmouth but there's nothing to say we can't go there and win because mm-hmm. you know I mean they don't have their um, they don't have the fans in so there'll be no white hot atmosphere that we're used to <laughs> down there no chimes. Well, <laughs> uh, the Hannah, um, we we can we can beat teams around us, and you know, once the momentum gets going, there's no stopping us. Until Absolutely not. We play Burn um, again or someone. I think that, <laughs> I think that is the important thing, though, isn't it? To go and play on the front foot because of our defensive, like frailties at the moment because of the, the makeshift like back three or back four whatever Johnson goes with we need to put the emphasis on you need to accentuate your positives don't you and hide your negatives and by playing on the front foot playing a bit higher at the pitch you're more than likely to do that and if we get the early goal again yes Rochdale might get one but you're still giving yourselves more time you're giving yourself that platform to then get two, three, four, which is definitely a possibility. And, and a win in this game um, could take us up to third. We would go, if, if Lincoln lose, um, they are playing at home to Crew, who, you know, we saw that oh, they've yeah, got some... Away. some. <laughs> I know, shock. Absolute shock, Crew playing that's, away. That's weird. Have you got, yeah. Is that right? That must be wrong. <clears throat> I must yeah, have written. That's... I must. Have, so I hold my hands. I must have written it the wrong way around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we saw that crew, you know, with um, you know, with Mandarin look quite handy up front. So there's potentially we scored four against Lincoln. So there's probably scope for crew to get something. But if if Lincoln lose and we win, we would go third on goal difference. Um, other fixtures around us: Peterborough, quite an interesting one there, away to Burton. And um, mm. Burton, after um, after us and Peterborough, I think a third best form in the division. They've won four, lost one in the last five. Obviously, the defeat coming to it against us as well. So that could be a tricky one. Um, we've got Hull at home with Bristol Rovers, um, Portsmouth, Gorton and Northampton. So you'd expect a win for Portsmouth there to keep the pressure on us, um, keep the pressure behind us. Um, but Hull, they're just so unpredictable at the moment. The fact that that win took us um, 
five points behind them with the fabled, we can say this again, the fabled two games in hand as well. Oh, we've got dear. the games in hand on them. Um, but that says everything, doesn't it, about the, the momentum we've got at the moment. Where I said this in the group chat last night, it's very depressing to say, but wow, we're only three points behind Lincoln. And that just seemed, <laughs> that seemed really improbable just like a month ago, didn't it? And now five points behind Hull and, you know, in touch, it's... It's so it's mad how much it's changed since that Shrewsbury defeat, isn't it? Like it's mm. totally, totally different complexion now. Well, once again, it's like we overestimate this league where we lost to Shrewsbury, and again we think, oh, we must be out of this now. But then mm. everyone around us, the, the like, except with the exception of Peterborough, who seemed to be like us, hit form at the right time. Everyone around us just can't put any form of run together. No, whereas. You know, we always have this meant this mindset that you're playing against teams like because we when we first came down, we had Barnsley and Luton who were just steamrolling teams just mm-hmm. every week consistently. But since that season, we've not had a team to do that. And the thing is, even winning the league is not beyond the realms of possibility. Anymore. No, no, absolutely not. So, Fifteen to two, we are. If you think we're going to win the league, hmm? fifteen to two, we are. Oh, oh right. Was, if, yeah, I was looking this morning just out of curiosity. That's not um, bad. Yeah, I think that's worth a. Mm, I wouldn't say a tenner. I'd, I'd maybe have a fiver. Yeah, oh, worth a fiver, maybe. Worth a fiver. Daft little fiver. It'll get you know, I'll get you a few pints, won't it? Another interesting one to, to, to look out for is Ipswich. Obviously, they've had the managerial change and they're actually in quite good form. One, three, drew, drawn two in the last five. Uh, they play in the, the one o'clock slot against Gillingham. <laughs> Someone's got to do it every week. Someone's got to play at one o'clock against yeah. Gillingham. Who, who's made this bloody special room for Gillingham? It's Gosh. so great. Um, it is. This one is actually at Gillingham, to be fair, though. So maybe right. this is the, the old floodlights <laughs> thing. Um, G- Gillingham are, are just a, a weird, un- unpredictable mid-table Fantastic. side. Um, but, you know, with the managerial change, good form, um, you know, it could move back into the playoff places. So potentially they're going to be one of those teams that put the run together as well but what we're saying sort of before we get into predictions lads what we're saying sort of do we I mean Lee Johnson's hampered with what he can do team selection wise do we see any rotation there um do we think there'll be any surprises in terms of he's maybe playing cards close to his chest in terms of players coming back to fitness how do we how do we see the lineup I hope this player's coming back. <laughs> more players out. Yeah, more oh. players out. Win- Carl Winchester at centre-back. Ooh. It's not long before that's happening. Probably. Well, he's Fairly tall. Long. Could be for the cup final, to be fair, because Sanderson can't play in that. So He, he can't play in that. Oh, no, he can't either. Yeah, we've had this discussion today <laughs> yeah. in the group chat. Apologies. Won't be no, no one can play in that uh, cup final, apart from only attackers can play in that cup final. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. That'll be great. All our defence is gone. And then what James Vaughan. What about yeah. Callum McFadden? It was another, like, on Send the ball. half. Oh, well, yeah. maybe four. Well, might might keep him out of trouble, you know, in an odd way. Although he can't track a no. man either, can he? Like, just because on the ball, he's so frustrating. I actually thought he's defensively, awesome. defensively in the second half, he was a bit better, but it's a low bar. Would we see him coming out the side? I don't know. I don't know what the the only oh. other option really is Vaughan's, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Is, is Johnson uh, maybe going to lose patience with him, perhaps? Uh, I think he's uh, going to keep McFadden in uh, because I don't think he trusts this Vulcans. I don't think Vulcans is any better, to be honest. I don't think like, he gives the ball away as much as McFadden. Yeah, that's, that's a frustration for me lately. Like, I think they're probably about on par defensively, but like, 
McFadden can't even pass a ball. He can't pass the ball. <laughs> you yes. see his stats after the after the crew game where he just given the ball away about 20 times. And he was doing it last night as well. It's like, come on, it come says, on, mate. It says a lot about um what Johnson thinks of Oakens though. The fact that yeah, the fact that he was hold like he hold McFadden off against Crew mm-hmm. and then still started <laughs> last night. Like, it's really funny. They sorry. must be looking at like, oh well, you know, I'll put the alternative in and turns around and like Vogans is there grinning. Do you think like, that's how he berates him? He's like, he's like, Callum, look at this nightmare. That I'm like, yeah. can you not just pass the ball? <laughs> Two well, fucking yards. Because look that's at it. That's what he like, did with Burge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so get Falkins back in to give Callum McFadden a kick up the arse. I've yeah, got, just, a, yeah, I've got another very niche uh, Coronation Street reference for you. Oh, oh, yeah, of Callum please. McFadden. Uh, well, when Fred Elliott was opening like a butcher's, like a yeah. brand new butcher's, yeah, yeah. Um, like one of the old women like put like a kipper like a fish behind a radiator so he couldn't find it. Mm. So when he opened the shop, the uh, the butcher smelled of like a rotting fish. And I think that's what nice. Phil Parkinson's done with Callum McFadden. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a like, really good shout, actually. He's Callum... like, you've got this new job, Lee. But <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs> well, um, speaking of Coronation Street and Callum McFadden, do you remember the window cleaner, Graham? Because he really looks like him. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't remember him. What era What era of Coronation Street was No, this we're talking year? probably 2010. <laughs> mm, I don't really think I was... Um, actually, no, I think, I think I was like occasionally getting in on Coronation Street around you got, that time. Could you, could you, could you Google him now? I am. Oh, mate, mate, don't, like... don't you worry. Don't you worry. That's exactly what I'm doing. Um... <laughs> I don't think he looks like him. I do actually recognise him, to be fair. Um, mm, he doesn't have like the weird sort of like... <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> do you reckon? Does. I'm not, I don't yes, see yes, it. He really yes, does. he does. Oh, by the, oh looks of things, by the looks of things, he all, it looks like he also worked in the butchers at one point as well. Yes, so he that did. Brings, he that did. Brings that's what right. reminded me of, of Graham. I just thought of that. Ah, okay. <laughs> he was like Tyrone's mate. Yeah. yeah. This is also he brought up... this big ladder. This has also brought up pictures of Stephen Graham being in Coronation Street as well at what? one point from um, of This Is England film. Combo. Yeah, Combo. Who knew? Who knew it? I mean, he must have... I mean, everyone's been in Coronation Street. Well, yeah. true. Ian, been Ma- twice. Ian McKellen as well. He had a little storyline in it for a bit, didn't he? Did, yeah. While we're on the subject, uh, R.I.P. Uh, Big Mike Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The biggest Lothario yeah. of the streets, along yeah. with Ken Barlow, of course. <laughs> Ken Barlow. Well, yeah. he was Ken Barlow's love rival, wasn't he, as well? Oh, right. for, for that was just... Deirdre loved me. Deirdre, I mean, the Toy Dolls had a song about it, but she, she got about Deirdre, like, didn't she? She did. To put it politely, well, exactly. Got put in prison for a bit, didn't she? I mean, poof, getting banged up and banged. Deirdre Barlow. Tune into the live show next week. Yeah, <laughs> tune into the Coronation Street podcast that we've apparently just started oh, on air. I mean, that that sounds like... I'm, that's, yeah, let's talk about that after. I'd <laughs> don't know how to segue into that to score predictions, lads. So what do you think the score's going to be when someone <laughs> plays Rochdale? 5 uh, nil. 5-0, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Who, who's five. getting the goals? Uh, Carl Winchester with two. <laughs> um, Callum McFadden with one. Uh, two for Charlie White. 
Oh, lovely. And none for Conor McLaughlin because he might be out. That's well, exactly. You can't, you know, you don't want to make silly predictions. Well, you don't. <laughs> you don't. I mean, 5 0 is a realistic prediction as well. Tom, can you top that? Uh, I was going to say four, but I have to say six now. Yeah, so, oh. kind of do. Uh, so Charlie White with three. Uh, Ian Henderson on an emergency loan. Oh, that we'll, <laughs> that we'll get. He's going to score one. Not celebrate, obviously. Um, Which would be great because obviously. Frankie on the commentary gets to say Ian Henderson and long-time listeners to the pod all oh, know yeah. back when Frankie, like before he upgraded to commentating on our games and did our muggy little podcast instead, <laughs> he, he very enthusiastically <laughs> said the name Ian Henderson. Go back yeah. and listen to that from two years ago. <laughs> I really think I really think we should clip it as like a soundbite that we could use. You know, like when this pod gets like really professional and we get like a soundboard. Just got Ian Henderson. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be. We great. could get an app. Like, that would be oh, great. We could. Yeah. yeah. You got to yeah. pay. You got to pay a premium for the Ian Henderson button, though. Oh yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, Ian Henderson scoring one. Ian on the Henderson. Um, and then just the you know a casual Carl Winchester brace, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to go for 3-1 the Dan Howden good mm. bet because I've been putting that on for weeks now and it's never came off <laughs> so this is going to I think the first week but do you know what Tom he is correct like it does keep you in the game the longest cost obviously Doncaster 4-1 and Burton 3-0 we've had a few where you can't obviously crew against crew was a, night, an outlier yeah. last night yeah well no I haven't been doing it for midweek games it's, it's oh, yeah, right, so just, right. Well, Saturday, you're putting your bets on, aren't you? So yeah. I was like, Chuck, I've been chucking a five on the good bet, 3-1. But this is the weekend that happens. Um, I'll also add to the brace for Carl Winchester and uh, our Dion Sanderson getting on the score. Oh, nice. As well. that nice nice to see that. That'd be yeah. nice to see. Uh, Chris Maguire putting one in for him off the bench. How about that? Um, before we go, we've got a few listener questions as well. So it'd be rude not to read some of them out. Um, Fergie, friend of the FOB, Friend of the pod, Fergie's asked favourite type of crisp, but we could do a whole podcast on well, that, to be McCoy's honest. Well, it's McCoy's salt and vinegar. Yeah. Well, that, so I don't know what he's asking about. Oh, right. So it was easier than I thought then. No, yep. apologies. Won't be hearing from me again. In McCoy's, <laughs> I'd, I'd put the um, flame grilled, grilled steak above the salt and vinegar. Don't agree, but okay. Don't is that is that is that like the basic bitch choice? Yeah, no, 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 they're no. also great. All McCoy's great, really. As uh, me and Matthew were discussing during the week, that there's no better pub. I mean, like, you know, those crappy, like, Green King pubs that have, like, a wacky yeah. warehouse in them? Yeah. The yeah. good thing about those is the always sell, sell Stella and the always sell yes. McCoy's crisps. So, the perfect combo. And they've oh, all yeah. got big beer gardens. So it's going to be yes. great for April because I work, there's one not far ish from work. Well, there's so, a Green uh, King pub right. very far, very near to yeah. where we live, actually. It which also has a beer garden, Rory. Oh, does it? I was going to yeah, say, oh, what's the beer bar situation? All right. All right. Yeah. All right, not bad out the back. Yeah. Yeah, just go and drink in the park instead. Um, yeah, I'll just get, get, a, get a pint from there, and it's just a short walk <laughs> to a park. And take it in. You could do it, right? Um, oh, good question from Keith Cowden here. Um, he's asking, what beers would you recommend to drink while listening to the live pod, which we forgot to plug um, in the middle of the <laughs> oh, pod? Yeah. Oops. Thanks, Keith. Because <laughs> um, um, tickets are back on sale for our live pod with Danny Collins on the 13th of March, as Keith reminds you of it. God. <laughs> Thanks, and, you Keith. know what? Like, there's been so much. Like, the, the idiot pods are really 
really gone back to form a day. We've been quite a bit too serious a little bit recently, but forgetting oh. to plug something is for oh, Trebian. Um, yes, 13th of March, we're going to be joined by Danny Collins. It's pay what you like for tickets. Go to our Twitter account at WisemenSayPod. You'll find all the ticket details on there. Um, it's pay what you like. So if you're a bit hard up at the moment, times are tough with the old pandemic, people losing their jobs, etc. So if you don't want to pay out, you don't have to pay anything. But if you can... We'll just read your name out if you don't pay anything. Yeah. Well, I was, yeah. I was going to go the opposite, Matthew. I was going to say, if you've got loads of money at the minute, you better be paying more than like you would. Because right. if there's people who, who quite rightly can't pay for anything, if you've got thousands, we expect you to pay thousands. And we'll go through your, your social media and we'll see if you've been living at large recently. And then we'll, then we'll read your name out and say, oh, like this person, they've got... They own a Range Rover, but they only donated a fiver. Like, you know, come on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, get your tickets out. We're going to be joined by Danny Collins. Tom's going to be doing cans of Megabus. Uh, me and Matt are going to be asking for your help in compiling a Just a Man 11. Maybe some other treats as well. It's going to be a quiz, Q&A. What more do you want? Um, but, yeah, the initial run of tickets sold out, but um, we've upgraded our Zoom account, so there's more available now. <laughs> so get some more. Um, but, yeah, what beers are we going to be drinking, lads? Well, this is, this is where we catch people out is where we uh, recommend really expensive beers and we see them drinking it. I was like, how much did you donate? Yeah. I could see you afford that £7 uh, can, lad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely yeah. business. We know you. We know you. Tell us for me, probably. Or Guinness. Um, hmm, let me think. Um, I'm trying to think of something like go down the fancy route, like Tiny Rebels, always a good shout. Yeah. Nice, yeah, nice few yeah. Club Trepicanas that you can get yeah. from... Lovely. Uh, more Selling than likely Tesco. we'll have some some yeah. tiny rebs on the go. Or some or some brew yorks or some forks beers from Port Beer House in Sunderland City Centre as well. Might oh, agree lovely, with that. Yeah. Lovely Gerard to to do as a delivery, some S43s perhaps as well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we've provided you with a smorgasbord of options there. Um, Jake Collinson is asking, what is the best nightclub in Sunderland? Uh, uh, seven, probably. Oh, would you say seven over independent? Oh, indie. Yeah. I don't know. Probably, I always find seven's like really minging so it's great <laughs> yeah the the old independent what which makes the old, sound, indie, old indie yeah. Was, yeah but yeah if you didn't go there if you if you're too young then tough you missed out. it was great and you've missed out it was fantastic i fell down when they opened up the little room the first night of that i fell down the stairs because i was really yes. drunk. that was good i, I, I think down, i was I once, fine i once I... sat down in there in white jeans <laughs> Fantastic! Oh, no. What was the one? What was the one nightclub you said you've been to, Tom? In um, well, I've only had like one like night because I'm old now. I don't go to nightclubs, uh, but I had a night out in Arizona once. which oh. was, it was hilarious! Just absolutely <laughs> what a what a wonderful. Uh, I have got stories about that, but that's for a different time. Oh, oh, fantastic. We'll save, save that for the live show. That's for the live show. For the after party as well. <laughs> if, if you donate um, £20 or more, because, of, <laughs> like, you know, then you get the, the special privileges. Yeah, you can the... access premium content. Yes, premium yeah. content. We'll go to the Patreon model. We're not. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, just in case Gareth and Stephen um, get one. Yeah. Like, we know how to do that. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that about wraps us up. Sunderland are going to turn over those muggy 
little Rochdale slugs at the weekend. Go and get your tickets for the live show. Danny Collins joining us. All proceeds going to the Sunderland Together initiative. So it's a good thing for a good reason. Uh, me and Matt will be back to react to that glorious victory over Rochdale. And then you'll have Gareth and Stephen back on Monday to look at that in a bit more detail. But as ever, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.